the Minnesota Football Show, your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international soccer. The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Bridget McDowell and Sheila Reed, produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Javeria and Eric Silva Renner. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at MN Football Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. Welcome to another episode of the Minnesota Football Show. I am one of your co-hosts, uh, Rodrigo Sanchez Chavarria. I am joined by my amazing co-host, Bridget McDowell, and hopefully phoning it in somewhere in Minneapolis <laughs> or on his way back from frozen tundra on the North Shore. Uh, Eric will make an appearance, um, but overall, I mean, it's 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 you know for being a international break, there sure is a lot of soccer. <laughs> <laughs> there is. <laughs> uh, I I never thought we had um, the Open Cup debut. Mm-hmm. We also have World Cup qualifiers we could talk about, but we also had the debut of uh, MNUFC two. And the MLS Next Pro League, and then you know NWSL Challenge Cup, right? They were still going on, and there were some scores, and then there's some, some. They're not controversy, but you know there's some some little petty drama stuff going on as well. I mean, it wouldn't be football without one. And then of course we have the uh, one section of the show that never wants to leave and always makes a comeback. Um, uh, this week in racism. So. <laughs> Uh, just, just, it just does never go away. So it, it we'll, we'll try stop. to, we'll try to uh, keep it uh, light as possible, uh, and also try to find some good news in the end. Um, but overall, I'm, I'm excited. How you been, Bridget? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, yeah, it definitely doesn't really feel like a week off from from soccer, does it? But uh, we've had some fun games to watch this week, and uh, the weather's nice for at least for today it looks nice uh it's i mean as long as it's like because on friday i think it was so windy right it was like so windy and like people are complaining to me it's like it's so cold and i'm walking i work at the u so there's a wind tunnel almost everywhere you walk on campus like i literally felt like uh like Michael Jackson in that was is the man in the mirror video where like the gust of wind is going and I'm like walking tilted at like a 45 degree angle so I don't yep. you know take off in flight. That's what it felt like. And the whole time I'm like, "This is ridiculous." I say, "This is ridiculous." But imagine if it was zero degrees, right? The wind chill would have yeah. been like negative fifty. I was like, "Wow, I can't," you know. And I'm like, "All right." I mean, yeah, it's the stuff is melted. You know, people are getting out to me. To do stuff right, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. All I can do could have been a lot worse. I went yeah. to uh, the Culver's drive-through on Friday on my way home, and Ooh, I mean, it was. Get? Uh, I get the Culver's Deluxe burger and fries mm. every time. Um, but as I was sitting there, like in the line waiting for them to come out with my food, uh, a girl comes out with the order for the car ahead of me. And had it like a kid's meal sitting on a tray and it, the entire bag literally like blew right off of the tray and like skipped across <laughs> the street ahead of me. And she kind of stopped and looked at it and she was like, I'm not even going to try because it gas kept hitting and 
and blowing it further away. So she went inside and oh. made a whole new one. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was sitting there with my windows down and just kind of enjoying it because the sun was out. It, yeah, as long as the sun is out, everything's a lot better. But I, I, I was uh, walking by um, this childcare center and like a, a grandma was picking up two kids and they were all excited and talking to the friend across the street. It was a really cute like sequence of events where like two two kids are talking to each other and their friends and their grandmas yeah. are trying to get everything in the back of the car. And then one of the kids had made like an art project, which <laughs> happens to be like a big piece of paper. Uh, and then of course. Boom, the wind takes it and then you're like and then i'm like oh man and then you see it flying and the kid crying and i'm like um i I was like good luck (laughs) it's like i'm not i'm getting to my car and i'm getting out of here good luck good luck good luck yeah oh man but that's that's just how it is i mean that's exactly but um hopefully uh eric will come and join us and give us uh Bigotes news at the North Shore. I saw some of the videos that he posted, and and the lovely wife posted as well too. And I seriously thought that dog was going to fly. <laughs> I don't understand. There's one where the the wind caught those little ears just right, and it looked like he was going to go fly away. That's but, right. Uh... <laughs> Super bigotes. Well, <laughs> uh, let's start off by uh, talking about uh, a very exciting. Um, um, Thursday, uh, Thursday, right? Because Friday we did, yeah. Thursday, uh, where um, Minneapolis City, um, good friend of the podcast, MVB, Coach Matt, uh, and the Crows went off to the Des Moines, you know, um, formerly known as the Des Moines and Des Moines Menace, but really want to call him Dennis the Menace just because of the play on words. But <laughs> yes. But they went out. It was not a, a cold. It was not a warm night. It was it was it was it was weather. It's not. But, um, you know, the, the running joke for this whole thing is like, you know, Minneapolis City at that point was undefeated in open play cup, open cup because of the fact that they've made it. And then, and then they've been <laughs> kicked out and then they've made it and they've been kicked out. So so but it was um, it, it was it was an interesting um it was a really interesting game. It was a lot of fun. Um, um, yeah. The overall score, of course, was the Des Moines Menace 4 and the Minneapolis City um, 2. Um, from the get-go, we all knew that this game was going to be very tough for Minneapolis City. This is their, um, their first uh, a game in the, in the new league. And then um, not only that, but the Des Moines Menace is a pretty damn good team. And, yeah, they're... Um, they won it all last season. Yeah, so so that's a that's a tough start, but but uh, Coach Matt and their um, their crew and their players were were ready to play, and I think that's one of the things that was really interesting to see at the very beginning, at least from what I was able to see. Um, you know, there was a lot of uh, press that midfield was pressing real mm-hmm. well, and just uh, occupying the space uh, that needed to be to make sure that the Moines did not. Um, did not look comfortable, and I think that was uh, that was one of the things that um, that kind of worked worked the weight. And then you know, um, and right around the twentieth minute, there's um, there's a foul and a free kick for Minneapolis City about forty yards out. Yeah. Um, and um, Lionel Vang, um, that's Michael Vang's brother, right? The kid that plays for Columbus. I believe so. Yeah. 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 Um, 
stood out and i totally recall hearing the uh the announcer saying oh he's not gonna take it from there <laughs> and then just you know just lays off a thunder of a shot oh my god like that's like the biggest knuckleball i've ever seen like mm-hmm. you know it just just a bullet right and then just the keeper's not expecting it no one's really expecting it and it just hits that back of the net and tempo is totally switched um i thought at that moment coach coach matt was going to go streaking on live tv <laughs> but unfortunately it didn't happen i i blame the weather it was nice and cold but it was just it was just um it was just amazing to to watch that and then mm-hmm. the teammates reactions and then uh leo's the reaction to the goal i mean it was just you know 20 minutes it's- in and you already got like uh, a highlight top 10 in any uh, uh sports yeah, media coverage it, aspect of i mean it made it made top the top 10 on sports center i think it came in number two uh right behind a carl anthony towns dunk um but it's that's exactly what you want to see from that's why we all love the open cup you know you you get some crazy moments like this and even if it's a loss uh it's just a really fun game to watch and i mean and it, both, was, it was both six goals, goals were just so, yeah. yeah and both goals for minneapolis were amazing um i mean yeah i mean uh Salva, salvadego was just a, an amazing striker mm-hmm. who literally you give him any space whatsoever and then that's yeah and that's just how it's going to happen, right? We I mean, love you, city. We do. <laughs> we love you, city. We do. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Eric. Uh, <laughs> did uh, did did Bigotes make it back okay? <laughs> yes, yes. Did, he, did he fly fun. home or did he? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. You saw those photos, huh? <laughs> yes. He, he, he got to learn what gale force winds are. Good times. <laughs> right. good, good times for five pounds of power. <laughs> got to start Uh-oh. him early. All you yep. needed to do was put a cape on him and you literally could have just been a kite on the way home. <laughs> it was, it was pretty funny. There was some moments where, I mean, we were crossing that very narrow. Maybe it was like three feet wide a little walkway to one of the lighthouses uh-huh. and he would take a step and take another step and like immediately go back and take it a step. It was just like, you know, <laughs> watching the birds fly when it's really windy and they can't go anywhere. That was basically <laughs> what was happening. Oh, God. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, that's great. I'm glad that's we had great. him on the leash though. Cause then if he went over, just like, uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, I know a few people who have fallen off of that break, that breakwater. So mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, you no. guys were saying. No, welcome about back. Shows. No, we were talking how long it was going to be, and I think, uh, damn, I, I lost. I think it, I was, was going to say ten minutes over or that, but we were talking. Did, did you get to watch at all any of the Minneapolis City uh, Dennis the Menace game? No, no, we didn't. Nope. Yeah. So there, you I, know, I was we following. Talking, like I, I had a little internet access, so I was, I was kind of tracking it a yeah, little no, bit in terms we were of talking watch, about no. the Lionel uh, Bang um, Thunder. Thunder goal that was yeah thank you i saw it from you you posted it so thank you for that and then i think um um you know one one of the things that i know i know like coach matt said that coach tory works on the defense and i'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus but they just look a little bit out of sync and uncommunicated and especially sometimes with the goalkeeper i mean that that tying goal I think the goalkeeper came was out too far. I just didn't understand yeah. what was going on. 
with them being out that far. And then, of course, the defender that comes in um, to uh, to try to kind of block the shot or dispel it, it just, you know, it ricochets off their legs and it kind of goes in and misses it. And there we go, 1-1. Uh, 18 minutes it took them to to hold that lead. And then, you know, you, you hold, uh, you go into, you know, second half, you're going into the half 1-1 game. I would totally feel, you know, good about that uh, overall. Uh, mm-hmm. And then uh, second half starts, and it's just you know, uh, right around the the fiftieth minute, fifty. You, you saw that Des Moines was was being able to just have a better time penetrating the defense. Um, I don't know, is it is it uh, is it Tyler David, yeah, the number five? Um, I think that's his name. I forget. I mean. Um, yeah, let me pull up the roster because I think he was the person that was highlighted and in in the in the pregame show being someone to watch for. And it was a defender, number five, I think. Regardless, uh, there is a you know he gets uh, he gets split in a sense, uh, and um, and then Salva Salvadego literally just over his shoulder, just kind of like you know splits him and then just gets a good shot. And then there you go, there's two one, and then of course then we see the young. Minneapolis future players come on um, and Zuzi comes in and automatically instant offense and instant energy and the game is changed for another 20 minutes. And within those 20 minutes, you know, um, Minneapolis City scores, I believe. Who's the young man who was probably the youngest uh, player? On yeah, the, on the- <laughs> eight, freshly turned 18, Loic Misanvi. And I probably pronounced his first name wrong and I apologize, but... Um, yeah, youngest guy on the team, and that was another beautiful goal with the assist from Zuzi as well. Yeah, Zuzi. Uh, I mean, the ball's coming to Zuzi, and Zuzi just one time touches it, curls it over, and then um, the young man just touches it and, and is able to, like, sombrero the defender, the last ending defender, and it's 1v1, and it just beautifully puts it away. And right there, we have a tied game, 2-2, and you're like, wow. Yeah. We might be here for a while, and then I think just <laughs> fatigue, and and that's. Um, I think that was that was the big thing for the defense in the second half. They were yeah. they were gassed, and uh, they were covering a lot of ground. Um, Menace kept them on their toes, and like you said, I mean they they just weren't communicating all that well. But I mean, it this was basically their first game of the season, um, right. with a lot of young guys, so. Uh, that'll come with time. I don't think anyone was claiming that this is like, you know, the top squad going into going into open cup, but um, yeah, it was, there definitely some things to work on, but the future showed up big. Yeah. That's that, I think that's the, the one thing that really stood out to me is how the young players mm-hmm. played and the future prospects uh, came up and, 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 and did their thing. I think Zuzi is going to be a fun player to watch. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I wouldn't doubt if that kid starts uh, more games now for the senior team. Uh, and it just really talks about, you know, what happens when you actually invest and maybe even lose money on trying to develop youth <laughs> players. Right. And then all of a sudden they come up big for you in, and when you need in, in a big stage, right. Cause it's a national exactly. televised game. And so it's right. It's like, so this is exactly what you want to do. You want to join this league so you can go ahead and um, get a bigger ask of prestige in a sense, right. More, more mm-hmm. teams are looking at you, more players are looking and at you. And they're recognizing that effort. It was, it was cool on the broadcast. I mean, they, 
they initially definitely discounted Lionel saying he's never going to get that shot. Uh, that commentator took that back later and said, I apologize for, for discounting his ability from 40 nice. yards out. Um, right. And they were all just psyched about that goal. But but throughout the broadcast, you know, they're mentioning all, all the guys who have come out of Minnesota. Uh, they mentioned Hawkinson. They mentioned Brandon By. They mentioned uh, Eric Miller, Brent Coleman, those guys who didn't go through the city program. But uh, they were talking about, you know, all the all the local talent here and the ability of Minneapolis city to develop talent and to find guys uh, like we saw playing um, on this night. And it's, so it's recognized and it's, this isn't like, uh, you know, you see some open cup games in the early rounds where, you know, there's probably a bit of luck involved in getting a team onto that stage and they're definitely like outclassed. And, and that's not, not in any way how it was. Uh, for city versus menace um obviously menace is going to be huge for, and we're going to see him here in what like Five weeks. six weeks <laughs> yeah yep. uh i think city plays them an additional two times after that so that's four times against the you know the the league champs from 2021 and and they competed i love it this right. is the first you guys already mentioned that the press and, and getting the notoriety and stuff. It was the first time it popped up on my FOTMOB and I saw the little mm-hmm. pro logo and I was like, oh, but then, but then you try to follow them, like all the lower division teams and nothing happens. Yeah, they don't. Actually- <laughs> they literally, they literally just put their name on the website and that's it. Yep. It, was, it was the same for ESPN also, like the logo <laughs> pops up and the schedule yep, right. and the kickoff time and that's it. That's it. <laughs> I mean, maybe that'll change now that they've gotten a, a number two play on the top 10 on SportsCenter. Maybe, maybe Very that'll cool. show up maybe, more often. Maybe. I mean, but I, I mean, doubt it, but maybe. I mean, <laughs> there's going to be lots of people that are going to remember that goal. And I think that's absolutely a, that's, that's it's, one it's of the things. It's still getting, too. it's been retweeted. Like, it's come across my timeline like hourly. Right. Ever I mean, since. I mean, when so. I, when I, um, when I illegally took that video from my TV. Shh. <laughs> 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 Right. And posted it, you know, like a lot of people started sharing it. And I think the other day I I looked at it, I was like, oh, yeah. And then um, it had over like 2000 views, right. Or 3000 views. And I was like, holy cow. I was like, okay. I was like, all right, people are watching that. And and eventually ESPN did go in and like actually grab the footage from whoever was broadcasting. So, um, yeah, it's, it's going to make it and just a goal to remember. And I, I, I know all the coverage on, on the game has mentioned that and how, yeah, it might have been a slightly lopsided four-two loss for Minneapolis, but plays like that are are going to stick with you. Yeah. Um, you can now order a shirt from Minneapolis City Merch that yeah. that says Vangers only. Ah, yeah, I <laughs> did see that. Yeah, you can go to their website and you can get it. I think it's like twenty or twenty-five bucks. Twenty bucks, yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so I, we expect Eric to go and have one and, and bridge uh, it, and I'll, I'll try to yeah, see. If I, I ordered. Can get one. I ordered mine. There you go. I uh, want to imagine the listeners that that Bridget is is wearing her her city hat, which which is yeah. a normal thing actually. Like this, that's this kind is, of your standard Minnesota football show uh, uniform at this point. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Uh, but it's but it's cool COVID, to see you wearing it. Yeah, talking about <laughs> ever it. since COVID started, I don't think I've taken a hat off of my head because there's no <laughs> one in the office. Uh, and yeah, it's just a daily thing, and this is the new the new daily wear cap. And that's right. Uh, yeah. it's, it's it starts some ensemble. conversations out in public too, which is cool. Yeah. So yes, no, yes. no, and I, and I think you know it, this this 
this move up to this league is, is also going to be a challenge for them. And I think that's good because that's what they need. You know, some people, you know, yeah, make, you, are you can't go every that, season undefeated right. and, exactly. and expect to develop. So, right. So I think that's good. Uh, happy for coach Matt and the effort the team put out there. Um, I know there were pictures. Of, he made of, it, Matt made it on the ESPN without having the streak, which is right. said was the only way he'd ever make it on the network TV. <laughs> Who goes wrong? <laughs> no, I, I really wanted to see that streak in in in, in Des Moines weather at that the, time. The that poor man been, was wearing two coats, yeah. so I... <laughs> it would have been awesome, you know. Right on. Uh, but yeah, so um, looking forward to what what Minneapolis City brings. This uh, the season starts what in what five five weeks? weeks. Yeah. Yep, mm-hmm. it's the same team, but it's gonna be yeah. fun, man. I, I can't it wait. Should be fun. I can't wait. You know, um, this should be really good. Um, I know the Minneapolis future tournament thing ended. Uh, yeah. And I, I want to, I forget who totally won. Maybe, maybe Eric can look it up as we, as we move on to the, next. it was, I, I want to say it was Northeast, wasn't it? I, I think so. I want to say Northeast, but uh, see what is either that or um, um, what was the other team? The uh, Powderhorn team, either one of those two, but uh, Mutu watch um, officially ended, you know, as in, uh, but we'll we'll see. It's really funny because I had a friend, uh, a coach, high school coach friend, um, who um, who texted me, and apparently they've been talking to uh, Mutu and sending him my tweet saying that I piping Mutu up, and he's like, and eventually he's like, no, I, I see it, I appreciate it, you know, I will make the I will make the senior the, the senior level team so, soon soon enough. And I'm like, oh, that's great. So yeah, I'm piping I'm, him I'm up sure because we'll- I know he can do it. Yeah, I'm sure we'll see him out there. And and they've said, you know, since this game that there will definitely be some more futures brought up, um, whether they're in the starting 11 or coming off the bench uh, to get some minutes for the senior team through the season. So uh, it's not going to be the last that we see of Loic and, and Zussi for sure. Yeah, yep, um, yep. We'll see them definitely again. Not. And and given that performance, the other guys who have played around them the last year, Here's we'll here's an update update on your futures playoffs. Uh, they're actually the championships actually tomorrow. Oh, okay. Uh, so you've got uh, it is Marcy Holmes Rangers versus Powderhorn AFC for your championship tomorrow. That's what I thought. Yeah. Is there a third place game or no? Uh, well, they're calling it the relegation match: Riverside Rovers versus Near North. <laughs> relegation match. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's harsh. It, Go you get North. relegated to the. Uh, the drafty corner of the Augsburg Dome. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you get nice. to practice over by the door, the revolving door that opens. In the wind tunnel. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's a perfect spot. Go powder horn. Yeah. Bring, bring it. All right. Shall we move on? I, I don't know how you, you guys have talked a while on this probably, which is good. It's, it needs this. It needs, it needs the attention. I'm glad. Well, so you put a bunch of international stuff in the notes, and once again, yeah. we did not watch international football. Yeah, we don't so, watch international football. So we, we talked about the game that we watched, which Perfect. was Minneapolis City. Perfect. But we also need I mean, to that talk is the about, important one. That yeah. is the important one. We also need to talk about the NWSL Challenge Cup, which uh, had games on Saturday. So I don't have any info on the games. I just have this this statement from the Black Swans. So whoever go ahead. Read to, that statement. because that's also me to read it? Give us some backstory. Yeah, go ahead. What's the backstory? Well, um... This started last week. I think we covered it on the program, basically, yeah. where, um, okay, taking a step back, we already mentioned that 
Florida had passed or was trying to pass. Did they pass it or, or trying to pass? It? I can't remember. I think they did pass it. Yeah. Oh my lord. Yeah. So they were trying. So they maybe they did pass the "Don't Say Gay" bill. Is kind of what it was being uh, brought as, and and obviously a number of players and athletes and just general people with a conscience uh, were extremely upset by this. And so the supporters group, the Black Swans, Black Swans rather, had put out. They just put out a banner, right? They just said "gay." Yeah. Like, it it literally just said the word "gay." Yep. Yep. And they were asked to take it down by the uh, by the team, was it? Mm-hmm. And so it says. Well, I'm trying to like summarize here. Um, basically, they say blah 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 blah. A mistake was made when the club asked the Black Swans to remove the banner that said uh, "quote gay" unquote. The organization admits it wrongly focused on signage policies and procedures instead of allowing the important meaning of this message it's a privilege and duty to create safe inclusive to create a safe inclusive environment at orlando pride matches and the club deeply apologizes for violating that trust through this incorrect decision uh, moving forward the black swans have approval to hang the banner at pride home matches if they wish to do so blah 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 kind of goes on there so i think they kind of got they got stuck with their foot in the mousetrap or whatever as it were i think the organization and they're just kind of like backpedaling oh no i bad. we did something wrong go ahead it sounds like there was maybe some miscommunication between ownership um, and, you know, the front office level itself. Uh, Cause we saw the, the club put out the video um, during that legislation with each player saying, Hey, like a TikTok mm-hmm. video. Uh, and of course this is a club that, you know, honors those dead from the, um, from the shooting. Right. Uh, and they've, they've obviously like, you know, taking a stance pro LGBTQ. So, um, but there was some miscommunication in terms of what's political versus, you know, supportive. And a lot of people are saying that kind of comes from ownership. Um, And we, we as Minnesotans know who that ownership is. Yeah. Uh, And and it's not not a huge surprise. So, Uh, yeah, the front office is definitely, you know, trying to walk that back. And they've been working with the Black Swans um, to, to kind of regain that ground and, and work together on this. Uh, and when the players showed up for their, their match, was it yesterday? Uh, they were all, they all came off the bus in t-shirts that just said the word gay on them. So, I nice. mean, the, the whole club is going to make that statement again. Right on. Rodrigo, do you have any score updates from the tournament? Sure. Yeah. So um, I was really like, I, I, I'm going to have to watch all these games are, are being streamed on Paramount Plus. So if you have Paramount Plus, you can rewatch these games. I suggest that you do. Um, I wanted to, you know, to have I didn't get a chance to watch it, but uh, North Carolina Courage and the Orlando Pride got to play each other. And for me, that was the the Marta versus the Divina battle. Um, and uh, North Carolina Courage was able to when one nothing, um, Angel City and OL Rain uh, were a, were were playing, and McCaskill got a red card for studs up uh, challenge, uh, and uh, the OL Rain win three to one. And then uh, last night, uh, the Thorns played the San Diego Wave with a one zero victory. Sophia, of course, uh, was the one that um, scored the goal for the Thorns. Um, so the group stage moves on to Wednesday, uh, where we have Orlando versus Gotham, 
Chicago Red Stars versus Racing Louisville, Washington Spirit versus uh, the North Carolina Courage, Houston Dash versus Kansas City, uh, and Thorns uh, with Angel again. But like, um, one thing I do wanted to to, to kind of let you know, Eric, is that mm. um, one of these games uh, on Saturday is going to be on national TV. Oh, sweet. So you you and uh, your little your little maybe soccer monster will 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 get to watch it. I think <laughs> My soccer monster, little soccer monster, um, can go ahead and um, see it. So I think the game. Hold on, I'm trying to. Oh, I got it right here. It's the rematch. It's the the wave versus Angel City. Yep. So you'll be able to get CBS. to see that. So that would be a good game to watch. Sweet. We're pretty even and pretty the first meeting. So so I'm looking forward to watching some of these games as well on that. Yeah. So, Groovy. Uh, I was just looking at the standings here. It looks like uh, looks like the Courage are the only undefeated team right now. Um, pretty tight in the West with the Rain and Thorns both at four, and then kind of surprising the uh, the newly named Kansas City Current are actually leading there in Central with the Stars and the Dash behind them. So still pretty early. Got a few more rounds of things before things uh, yeah. move on, but uh, it's just not it's just surprising weird. that the Courage are out there. It's just weird to me because the last two challenge clubs have been played in one spot, right? So, like, mm-hmm. you remember that? And so, like, now mm-hmm. everyone having their own home fields and different divisions, and I'm like, I'm just still trying to get used to the whole thing. But, no, I'm excited to... It's a lot harder to keep that. track of, yeah. for sure. That's true, yes. But but overall, you know, not complaining at all about watching women play soccer, so... Word. Um, there's just a couple things in MLS. It was kind of a quiet one with all internationals our international focus, at least. Uh, yesterday, we had two matches in MLS, and <laughs> the, the one that we were all doing, and it just starts with a, with a laugh and a snicker. <laughs> Charlotte FC versus FC Cincinnati. I mean, this, talk about a really hard one to predict. Um, and I wouldn't have called it. I mean, the Cincinnati's kind of been on a roll. Charlotte got their first win. Charlotte come through big on this one, a 2-0 victory over Cincinnati. So you've got both Charlotte and Cincinnati now at six points kind of keeping themselves above water in terms of being the wooden spoons of the, of the league right now, which is again, not something I would have predicted like a month ago. So good on them. I mean, uh, they, go ahead. No, I was going to say Charlotte has a winning streak. So I don't know yes. how, I don't know how, how they are anymore in a sense. Right. I mean, they, they are, they're consistently keeping space between them and inter Miami, which <laughs> yeah. at the very least, that's something that's, Exactly. I, you know, I would love to see an Inter Miami uh, Tifo that says "Estamos Jodidos" now that they, they when they like hit that last place. I think that would be peak. Um, exactly what they're doing, and uh, I just don't understand it. But overall, I mean, let's talk about that first goal that uh, that uh, Charlotte scored. I mean, that started literally. It's like one of those um, meme goals you see on on YouTube or like on Instagram where the ball starts all the way from the back of the keeper, it was played out and then it just makes ding dong, tic tac, tic tac, tic tac, back of the goal. It was literally just a, a, a beautiful set of plays that put it together. And how, what are you, what are you going to say to that? I mean, that was just a beautiful, beautiful goal. And I just, I feel for Cincinnati fans to the point where like you get beat by a much better playing team when you actually have, millions of dollars invested in people on that team and, <laughs> and they couldn't and they and you know and you're and, getting fined for having right. too many players who are too mm. good 
right. and you still can't win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you got um, and then you got Charlotte here, who all they want to do is buy international slots and and build a team on our international players in a sense. But overall, I mean, <laughs> and their coach says that they're no good. <laughs> Yeah, that's that, that's that's the most blended explanation of it. Yeah, that was yeah, you know, they're 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 screwed apparently, but apparently it's fun screwed. to watch. Yeah, the screwed the, means that you can go on a two-game winning streak. So you know, the, yep. the telenovela between these two, it's it's entertaining for sure. Um, and and also, so this one was kind of a surprise too. Salt Lake had been on a tear, like they were leading the West at one point, and Sporting KC just in a in a hole. I, apparently, they woke up. They beat them one nil. So. If anything, that helps Minnesota United to kind of like bring them down a little bit and give them their first loss. So thanks, Sporting. Cheers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was literally uh, Johnny Russell willed that goal to existence and yeah. willed that game to existence. So it's like, you know, like, you know, as much as, you know, SKC still talks about their offense, their, their Achilles heel is still their defense set. Um, yep. You know, they got burned on a couple really good uh, – good through balls that should have been put away and they weren't. And so, um, you know, it's going to be really interesting once we start meeting up, what, what will develop, how will they play against specifically quick mm-hmm. counters, which we are known to have. So. And, and I mean, Melia got a, got a lot of press for, for saving quite a few, but it was, it was all shots that, you know, any goalkeeper should be able to make at that level. So uh, yeah, they're, they're still struggling. Like he said, they kind of willed this one into existence. Um, but we'll take it. It's, it, it's an odd switch. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll definitely take it. Uh, Portland and Orlando play later on today. Again, a difficult one to call. Both these teams have just kind of, I mean, Portland hasn't been doing great, but we know that when things start to click, they can be extremely dangerous. And there. Orlando, again, all over the place. So I don't know. Hashtag bicycle kick watch. Mm, well said. <laughs> well said. That should be interesting. Yeah. Um, let's see. For for Minnesota, we got a big one this, this uh, coming weekend on Saturday, hosting Seattle. Uh, typical rough start. They're not doing the best, but they're also kind of saving those legs for an, hopefully a good run in Coca um, Cola Champions League. So this might be one for the taking. We'll have to see what happens. I mean, even yeah. a tie would be fine. But I mean, if if ever, if ever there's a time to just go at them and get three points at home, it's now. Do it. Exactly. I mean, I just want to know what it's like to have Jordan Morris come off your bench, like be a coach and be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, let's just throw oh, in Jordan Oh, yeah, let's, Morris, let's right. put Jordan in. Yeah. Let's see what he can not? do. I'm like, why not? You know. How's the, uh, how's the Rui Diaz situation? That's still... Still lingering. Yeah. Um, we'll see. But, you know, this is a Seattle team that's not in full force and they're right. still <laughs> leading with results. So I... yeah. I think that's the that speaks to their coaching staff. It also speaks to their depth and in, in the areas that they need it. So, well, I was thinking in terms. I was thinking in terms of the the Champions League tournament, but then also <laughs> your Peru, which we'll talk about in a little while. So, I was oh, wondering well, what he's doesn't really play for the national team anymore. So, oh, he didn't even called. Okay, there you go. I don't think he um, was called. So, got it. Uh, why don't you put um, MNUFC two in here? So, take it away. Yeah. So, um, for a week of not having games and an international break, we should had a lot of soccer. And one of those was the debut of the Mil- ML- Minnesota MLS next pro league, um, which uh, started off a little bit on Friday and then took full force on Saturday. 
um, if people are trying to watch these games online, you actually have to go to their website and watch them. So, um, and hopefully, you know, I, I was trying to see if there was an app for it, but there isn't an app. And, and so I had to like watch it, but I was able to watch the Minnesota versus uh, what is it? North, North Texas. Um, and it was just one of those games where like, you know, um, it's, it was pretty even. Um, you know, North Texas was, I mean, possession was like, I think half hour into it was like 80, 20, right. Uh, North Texas was really, really, uh, trying to just con contain the ball and press and press at the same time, but their passes were really accurate and they were, and it's a good team, but I don't know. I, I was excited to be able to watch, uh, Ezekiel Jackson, um, Justin McMaster, you know, all the players that we've talked about need to get playing time. You know, Fred Emmings in the goal. I mean, it was one of those, you know, moments where like, yeah, we, this is, we should be fun to watch. It's a and, long time coming. Yeah. And, and, you know, and being the first game for them, uh, they did pretty well for about, uh, what I want to say, 60 minutes. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they got scored on early. Um, and then, um, then when they brought that goal back in the 60th or 70th minute, I, I was a beautiful, um, it was a beautiful goal, but Justin McMaster, um, he shoots it with the, well, starts all the way on the left. The ball gets crossed over and then gets passed to McMaster on the right. He shoots with his right ricochets of the keeper and then shoots the rebound with his left and it goes in. So like beautiful in that type of sense. Uh, Tariq Scott for North Texas uh, Soccer Club, you know, was was a, one of those forwards that just poked the ball away, and our defense really started breaking down. Um, there's a lot of miscommunication happening. Keeping Gucci and Freddie didn't have the best of games, right? Um, but you know, this is the beginning of a league, and this is the first time they've got like real playing minutes. Um, there were a lot of pull hammies towards the end of the game, like, you know, in the 70, 80th minute. I know um, Montgomery had to come out, you know, substitutions was an issue, right? They weren't subbing as much as they did. But gosh, how much fun is, was it to watch uh, McMaster and uh, and all our, all our attacking power and Ezio Jackson? I mean, it's, you know, Ezio Jackson resembles not only in stature and hair, uh, Chacon <laughs> in a sense, right? It's like I'm everybody I'm drink. He said it. There it is. So, <laughs> take a shot. Take a shot. I'll say it again. He just resembles Chekhov. So like, and which is really interesting because a lot of people are like, well, he couldn't play in this league because of his stature and physicality. And here we have a guy that's literally, you know, same size. You know, really being a, a nuisance on on the other team. And I think that's what it was. And I think when Zeal Jackson was subbed off, I think that's when some of the things started started to to decline in a sense. So, but I want to talk about the last goal that uh, North Texas scores, which was a free kick in which uh, the ball was split into an area. And then um, Tariq Scott is pressuring. Um, Kevin Gucci goes out to get the ball, but he kind of shielding the ball as it's coming to Fred Emmings and there isn't any communication whatsoever between the two because Fred Emmings kind of stutter steps like he's going to go out and then he's not. And then that gives enough space for Tariq Scott to go ahead and just poke it through. Right. So 
there's that type of miscommunication that needs to be morally addressed, and I'm sure they'll do that. But I thought overall, for at least 60, 60 minutes of the game, Minnesota really did 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 a decent job. They put a pressure on on what's considered to be one of the better teams, right, in this in this league. Uh, but um, but overall, I mean, I, I'm 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 I can't I'm excited to to see what Patrick Ware can do on this team with this this defensive yeah. power. So. So this is a three-one final score to North Texas. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Got it. Go ahead, Bridget. I was just gonna say, yeah. It's. I mean, we've seen some of the things that those guys can do, McMaster and, uh, and, you know, even just just getting any minutes. Um, it's good to see what they can do and what they bring to the table. I think we saw the same thing with them subbing in, um, end of last season. Uh, and we know it's there. Uh, they all definitely need to, I mean, this is a squad that hasn't really played as a unit at all, aside from some training. So, uh, it'll be, it'll be fun to see what they can do once they've had a little bit of time together and, and maybe bringing in, um, they're still working out like how many times you can move between the first team and, right. and the next team. Uh, so I don't know how much like yo-yoing there will actually be. Um, they're still trying to figure that out. So, so we'll see, you know, what kind of senior presence they can, they can bring into to that squad to kind of help lead things. But I think having McMaster on there is, is going to be huge for them. I think also too, was, uh, you know, Hayes was the senior person that was playing that game and he looked very comfortable. Yeah. Um, he also did get a yellow, but he looked very comfortable um, as being the person that, that uh, kind of orchestrates the the offense in a sense. And there's a couple of through balls that he had that were really on point that, you know, if he stays playing with them mostly, then um, that should be able to uh, be everyone get in sync and then be able to score some of those goals. But overall, I thought, you know, let's wait till game three, right? To, yeah. to figure out yeah. how things are, you know, I'm 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 actually thinking about going to their uh, game at Allianz, their next game at Allianz. So that should be should be interesting. Just to be able I'm, to watch. I'm considering that as well. It'll be yeah. it'll be interesting just to just to see them all playing together. Maybe maybe we'll get some decent camera work uh, in the future. <laughs> that was one of the um, so you can actually like like watch how they're moving the ball right like 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 i literally thought it's like i've shot better better camera from like the dirty camera yeah. at high school games of isas than yep because like it would pan halfway and you wouldn't see the other side of the goal when there's offense going on there and then it would the audio would get delayed and i'm pretty sure the announcers didn't know everyone's pronunciation of people's names correctly so yeah probably not Ezeal jackson became Aziel. Right, and then uh, I mean, there was just a bunch of stuff that hopefully. I mean, honestly, that's not terribly out. different than listening to the radio coverage of the Loons. <laughs> that's right. Right. That's right. And it, yeah, and the and the local uh, broadcast coverage. Mm-hmm. Laud mm-hmm. scored. Uh, that's right, Laud. Laud. <laughs> so bad. That's that's another uh, thing that was. I was just gonna say that's another thing that was fun about the the U.S. Open Cup. Uh, you know, they all they got pronunciation for all of the players. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they they said Matt's name differently every single time that they oh, mentioned yeah. him. <laughs> Matt every Vanden- single time. Was, was, it, was it Matt Vanden Matt Vanden Scoten? 
they like emphasized a different syllable each time they it, said his name. Yeah, they they made it sound it's like hilarious. it was he was a character on the movie Fargo. Seriously. Oh, exactly. Yep. Matt Vanden scolded. <laughs> well, should we move on? We'll take a little break here, and uh, we got some pretty heavy internationals uh, with uh, sadness, sadness, and pisco drinking, and the there power of the pisco drinking. Okay, fair. And and the the dominance of the world footballing power known as North Macedonia. We'll be back. Hi, this is Lisa Watch, and no, you must be to me because I am definitely not blessing your ears in this podcast. Anyways, back to the Minnesota Football Show. And welcome back to the second half of the Minnesota Football Show. Where is World Cup qualifying all around the world except me and Bridget don't watch world soccer so much? <laughs> Or EPL. Well, you know, like if, some of us do watch, but yeah. Regardless. If I have to click through and log in 30 times to watch a game, <laughs> I just skip it. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. We got to talk about the big one, and, and it's already been played out, but still it's worth mentioning here because many, many months ago, we, we decided that North Macedonia was going to be the Minnesota football show's Cinderella story. <laughs> and they get to this playoff situation, this this semifinal, as it were. They draw Italy, and I think it, it's pretty much the entire world is like, well, it's been fun. It was a cool <laughs> ride. <laughs> yep. Enter enter narrative. <laughs> um, Italy apparently put up, I, I just saw highlights, but it was close to 30 shots. I think it was like 26 or 27 shots. So North Macedonia essentially just bunkering, taking it, defending but not letting them get through go ahead yeah italy had what like three four shots total (laughs) and one on target Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh and then at the very very end of the match we're talking stoppage time 92nd minute uh i can't even try i know the name i mean i don't want to screw up the pronunciation but he scores and what's special about this is he played in Serie A. he played for palermo so here he is back in Italy, scoring the winning goal for North Macedonia to move on to the final in this whole weird UEFA playoff thing um, where they will play... Who do they got? They got Portugal, which isn't going to be easy. And here I am with a third of my ethnic descendancy being Portuguese. But guess what? It's in North Macedonia the whole way. I'm, I'm behind oh, yeah. them. Uh, what a story. Amazing narrative, uh, so unpredictable, and just what can you say? Get crack him into the top ten, FIFA. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, they scored on the on on the ninetieth plus what two or three? Like it was really a stoppage yeah. time that they scored that goal. I mean, like yep, yep. They I, were they were trying to figure out like their their extra time lineup and and then the, I mean you can't it's amazing yeah. I feel like I don't want to say I feel bad for Italians because I don't, but at, at the same time you're like, man, what what Didi did you did you really yeah. exactly yeah <laughs> to be able to be, to be I know out of two World Cups a, in a row there were quite a few people on Twitter being like 
dude, is this, this can't be real. Like, what, I'm going to go with what, Mars. What? <laughs> they must have pissed off Mars a lot. <laughs> um, I, I always go with Athena, the god of war, right? I mean, that's, 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 that's yeah. always. Um, I mean, what do you do? Eight years. It, it's such a weird roller coaster, too, because they're technically, they're still the defending European champions. They just won UEFA yep. or the uh, Euro League, like, was it two years ago mm-hmm. now? Yeah, and then and then to crash like this, just roller coaster up and down. Um, if you have not seen the the Cooligans reactions, they're so funny. They have all these pictures of like New York Italians like throwing their pizzas against the wall, like right. shattering their pizza tray. <laughs> Great, I think it was uh, like all, all spectacular like, uh, pictures of pizzas that were ruined. Yeah, <laughs> so, so good, so that's good. Awesome. Oh yeah. man! But speaking of that, just to talk about a little bit, I think there was there's a picture going around the Twitterverse and social media in which, like, I believe it's Switzerland Switzerland fans having a banner where, like, it's like English. They're, the, they're they're English. Fans. Oh, the English fans. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, they they, they uh, were playing Switzerland. Yes. That's what it was. Okay, that's yep. what it was. They were playing Switzerland, and then there's a banner literally resembling a Google search, and then the Google search is like World 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 Cup or Italy World Cup. Qatar 2022 and then and then of course uh the the joke is you know the the, the writing on it on the google search little is, sub box comes down it, yeah did, did you, you mean, mean? <laughs> and then oh man that's just that's so classic. good so so good. so good you know really was I feel, I mean, I, I feel for Italy though, too, because like I, I have Italian I uh, descendants as well, but nonetheless, I, did, what, what, I have family living in Italy. What yeah, trips me out though is like, lives. think about Insignia now, who's supposed to come to the, uh, the Toronto FC for like that record signing, all that stuff. It's like, if you're a Toronto like owner <laughs> right now, you got to be like, hmm, so about this contract. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I will make sure that when they come in, like you sage them and you cleanse them, <laughs> the crap every time before every game. Like you have a ritual yep. just so you don't bring any of that bad. Because that was part over. of the whole deal. Like that, that was the whole marketing department. It was like, we're bringing yeah. in the Italian national team captain. <laughs> well, I hope he doesn't play t- captain for Toronto because that'd just be, you know, that's just uh, yeah, that wouldn't be a good idea. No, I don't think Bradley would appreciate it either. So, North Macedonia, you are loved. Um, other wins we have uh, Portugal over Turkey 3 1. I have no. I'll, I'll ask you guys what's happening with Scotland, Ukraine. Just considering every, everything that's happening in Ukraine right now, I mean, are, are, are they going to have that match? Because we're still kind of waiting on that one to see what happens so. there. I mean, yeah, I don't. I think they canceled them all, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They canceled they this round, but but for the next round, it still says like, okay, so moving on, it's got Sweden one 0 over Czech, so they're going through, and Wales two one over Austria. So, um. Blah, 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 blah. Did Poland get through? How did Poland get through? That can't be right. This is this is your neck of the woods area, Eric. I know, I know. I'm, I'm trying to figure out where Poland gets in here because they got they got Poland versus Sweden, Portugal versus Macedonia, which is where we are. Oh, Poland played earlier. There you go. That's that makes sense. So so Wales basically has to wait for whatever is going to happen with Scotland and Ukraine, which is why I was or uh, I said Ukraine, Ukraine, um, and I don't know when that's going to happen or if it's going to happen. Yeah. But, I'm- I'm Googling it right now to see if there's an update on that, but I think they had basically withdrawn maybe. Okay. So they're just going to give it to Scotland. Could be, you know, FIFA should just give Ukraine the world cup. 
On, well, that's uh, maybe Scotland. I mean, that that's that'd be something pretty noble that I could see them doing. Just being like, you know what? We know life is hard right now, so just take it. We forfeit. Uh, the game has been postponed until June, according to ESPN. Uh, okay, so so that one spot's going to be like literally the very yeah, last it'll be, spot. It'll be the last last second. Um, Ukraine cited the impossibility of organizing both travel and training on the right. of a team. Uh, yeah, so the, they've basically suspended all local football as well, and yeah, they won't play that game until June. That makes sense. So we'll get we'll get Poland, Sweden. I got everything in Spanish here, so I'm not trying to <laughs> Polonia, Suecia, Portugal, Macedonia. Those are the the, <laughs> the two that are coming up here on uh, Tuesday. So we'll at least get two of the three finalists narrowed down. Oh, Macedonia, please make this happen. If 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 the if the one that rhymes with Fonaldo uh, is is left out of the World Cup, we'll be so happy. Um, so sad for Ronaldo. So sad. So sad. So sad. Rodrigo, let's do it. It's Comebol time. Um, wait, wait, wait! Before we go to Comebol, did oh. you see Schuler? No. <laughs> Yes, oh, gosh. <laughs> please, Schuler. We all we all knew how Schuler was good looking when he was here. At least I thought he was right. And then yep. me and Bridget have talked many a times at that last game at Allianz, where we have this like good looking man who's shaven, uh, walks on with a peacoat in the middle of the field, but trying to figure out who is that guy. Uh-huh. Well, he's um, back. Uh, he's back. <laughs> and dear Lord. Uh, the way that he looks at the at the camera with his eyes. Oh, so you guys are just talking like Twilight. Justin Timberlake bringing sexy back. Burn. Exactly. Oh yeah, like we didn't we didn't watch the game. We just watched. No, we just watched Schuler. Right? So they so they post a video. Of, you know the players standing in the tunnel and waiting to walk out, and he's fixing his his hair, and he happens to glance up and make eye contact with the camera as he's doing doing something with his face, and it was it was just. Perfect. Yeah, I, I don't even know how that game ended, but all of Twitter was just talking I, about I, I his eyes. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Please send to me. Now I'm I, I will find yeah. it again right now. Yeah, Corey Shrupple right. sent the uh, hat. Is it Corey? Had to, yeah, Corey, Corey okay. put that out there. I was like, wow. That's funny. That's uh that's that's a good one. So that's quality awareness too. Like the camera's right on you. All right, yeah, here it comes. Looks, boom. It's so <laughs> like, like it's like steel. There was and there was like, no shame. No shame like, whatsoever. Like, yeah. It's like those, like, like, uh, it's like those hair product commercials where, like, the yes. fan hits your hair as you're moving your head, type of thing, all in slow motion. That's literally, yeah, that's that's the face he made, too. Right on, it's coming for you, Zoolander. All right, come ball, ready, Rodrigo, Bridget, let's do it. Well. The Brazil didn't really even matter. They, they get a 4-0 over Chile, oh, whatever. Brazil, Brazil does matter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Colombia is a big one. It's a 3-0 over Bolivia. Paraguay well, I mean, that was also... expected to happen. Come on. Yeah, well, yeah, I suppose that's fair. I mean, uh, Colombia, Paraguay... Colombia has not been scoring. That's true. No, that's why I was saying that. So, but so it's good and... for them to be able to score three goals, but Bolivia is Bolivia not... is always an X factor. So hard to yeah. predict. Mm-hmm. Paraguay. This one also hard to predict. Three to one over Ecuador. That was that was a surprise for me because yep, I wasn't expecting that Ecuador losing, specifically without uh, an Amarilla didn't get called up this time. So nope. 
Um, but then, uh, so even with that loss, <clears throat> excuse me, Ecuador is able to qualify just the way things stand. But the big one that we got to spend some time on, Rodrigo, Uruguay, we talked about it, hosting Peru. It's a 1-0 win uh, for Uruguay, which puts Peru in a very precarious situation now with one match left for qualifying. Uh, I will read your standings at present. So Uruguay qualifies with that win, by the way. So for that very last playoff spot, we have Peru at 21, Colombia at 20, Chile at 19. Those are probably the three most threatening right now. How do you feel, Rodrigo Sanchez, Chavaria? I mean, you got to win. That's it. I mean, the Uruguay game was a very physical game, as usually is when we play Uruguayos. There were some controversial no calls, uh, especially the foul on Edison Flores, but it literally looks like some of the Uruguayan players have, have uh, Edison Flores on a chokehold as he's coming down. Um, and then the most controversial of all in, in extra time, um, there's this, I forget who's the, who's the person that lobs the ball or tries to, tries to get the ball into the goal. And the keeper has to jump inside the goal to grab the ball. And so then the whole possession, did the ball go over the line and everything else? Um, and eventually it goes somewhat into VAR and VAR says no. But do you know who was running VAR that night? Hmm. Do you, Eric? Do you know? I, I, I feel like I'm going to know when you tell me, but I, I, I can't think right now. Please. A Brazilian crew was running <laughs> the VAR. <laughs> So, so you have a scapegoat is what you're telling me. No, I, I totally do. I totally do. Because it was just, you know, it was one of those things where you're like, wait, you know, comable, those comable things and FIFA does FIFA things. But again, you know, did the ball cross over the line? The, the ruling is the ball has to fully cross over the full line, which sometimes I think it's, I don't understand that that ruling. But in this situation, it looks like the ball didn't fully go over, all across the line. But regardless... There has to be some sort of scapegoat in all Coma Ball era. And this time it's the Brazilian crew. So uh, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing Nothing, what happens next. But, but Peru, all, no comment there. All I think Peru has, to, has to do is good. just win. That's it. Because if they win, they have, what, 24 points. If Colombia wins, they get 23 points. If Chile wins, Chile, Chile gets 22. Uh, 22. All they have to do is win. A tie won't help. And so nope. they have to nope. win out. I mean, it could, it. but they're gonna need to. You need to be uh, seriously doing some sacrifices to all your Incan gods and goddesses. That everything well, a tie else only, out. A tie wouldn't help at all, really, because you Colombia just scored a three. Was it three one three nothing? So they got a oh, plus yeah, three right. on they, the goal differential. If, no, they're they're at zero, but Peru is at negative five. So yes, you're right. Yeah. So so it totally would not not work unless so. That's a good point. So that's, that's a good point. So they just got to win, and that's it. So, and we've been here before. We were here last mm-hmm. World Cup qualifying when we had to win. Or, or tie against Colombia of all folks, I think it was. And yep. uh, here we have to beat Paraguay. Uh, I think we play at home. So Yep, yep. Peru hosts Paraguay. That's obviously the big one. Um, Chile hosts Uruguay. So they're hoping to maybe play spoiler. And and then uh, Venezuela hosts Colombia. So you, in a way, you kind of got to hope Venezuela can dig deep and do something. And I think Argentina also stayed undefeated after defeating Venezuela, right? It was like, Three nothing. I, I, think. I didn't even Messi put scored. him in here. I think they did. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I'm. Th- th- I'm just focusing on the telenovela right now. Five, six, seven. Drama, baby. Yeah. 
My my aunt used to say before she passed away that the best telenovelas are involve Brazilians, and so here you go again. <laughs> it's it's exciting. Um, Tuesday is going to be a stressful one for you, my guy, but we'll we'll follow along with you and we'll keep the fingers crossed and and see what happens. Um, speaking of uh, a little bit of drama, let's, let's go to Concacaf. Uh, we had. Another round here, Jamaica and El Salvador tying 1-1, Panama and Honduras 1-1. Uh, Mexico and Azteca hosting the U.S., a nil-nil draw there. And then Costa Rica coming up big against Canada, 1-0 with some big controversy. And we'll talk about the This Week in Racism that comes in as well. But what this, this kind of makes everything a little interesting in the table. You got Canada with their first loss at 25. U.S. and Mexico each get one, 22 apiece. Uh, USA still winning with the goal differential. And then the Costa Rica and Panama in a battle there, uh, 19 and 18 points respectively. Uh, U.S. play Panama later on today, essentially a must-win match. And then they go to Costa Rica on Wednesday. A tie would probably do it, but you want to get a win. Um, The Mexico side is pretty easy. They go to Honduras and they host El Salvador, probably lock that up quickly. And then looking at Costa Rica, they go to El Salvador after, and then they uh, play the U.S. Mentioned that, or rather El Salvador first, then the U.S. So theirs is probably okay. I think with the win, they'll probably be safe. Panama probably have the roughest ride with the U.S. today and then Canada on Wednesday. Uh, Bridget, let's get your CONCACAF takes. What, what do you see out of these scenarios? How, how is this thing going to wrap up? This one has been kind of hard to call from what I've from what I've seen, um, Costa Rica seems to be doing decent despite their their fourth place. Uh, Canada's struggling a little bit, so I I feel like it's a toss up. Honestly, I I cannot comfortably predict or expect anything uh, with this group. Rodrigo, um, at that. You know, Mexico and the U.S. played played evenly, but I also thought that, you know, a I still don't understand yelling, and apparently when you in, engage with Bruce McGuire on Twitter about talking about yelling and having an honest conversation with yelling, all the yelling supporters come out. And so um, <laughs> I didn't know they were yelling supporters. To tell you the truth, they, they come they come out of a rock. If you if you it's, it's apparently it's like Fraggle Rock, right? You know, you have to Fraggle Rock. Wow. Then they come out, right? They come out, right? They all come out, and I'm like, wow, really? I was like, okay, you know, and and people were trying to credit Yetlin for um, for being able to make sure that Chucky Lozano uh, didn't have a good game, and I was pretty much saying I said I think Lozano choked literally in a lot of opportunities, right? And I don't understand yeah. how that works. I, yeah, I didn't I mean, get a chance to watch. Go ahead. You you can take a one one draw any day. A point a point is a point. But when you're missing chances like this, mm-hmm. <laughs> you I mean you need to score at this point. And that's all I was gonna say. You need to make all those chances. Yeah. Just from listening to the analysts, like a lot of them agreed that Mexico was just flat and then the U.S. kind of let this one slide that it could have been an easy three points they should have put away. Yeah, they could have. I mean, and, you know, is, is how much fun is to watch Reyna make seven people? <laughs> well, like just I did, dribble through I seven did see those highlights. Yeah. That was yep. so much fun. 
Yep. And then the fact that, you know, uh, we have, you know, we, we still can't figure out, the U.S. still can't figure out a, a forward that's willing to put balls away. And I, like, I think Pepe had a, an okay game. I think the ball, he just wasn't servicing the ball at all to him. And I think that's one of the things. I think Pulisic doesn't trust him in a sense because there have been opportunities where he, he had the option to pass to him on a run and, and then goes the other way. And I'm trying to figure out why that is. And um, who was the other forward that came in? Uh, is it Pafolk? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Who literally, Reyna just literally served a ball on a platter. That all they had to do was just get a body or part of their body mm-hmm. pointing towards the goal that would have gone in and literally kicked it right back to, to Reyna in a sense. And I'm like, I don't, like, that was it. That was your shot. You, you can't, you can't do that. That's why it's so hard to, to predict them because on on paper the u.s has everything that they need to to dominate right mm-hmm. but but it all depends on who <laughs> it all depends on which one of them shows up uh yeah, and they're well, they're never all showing up on the same day like one one is giving it everything and then uh another guy just you know totally and misses. It, and, it, and it speaks on the whole consistency of who you have playing right i mean like each each call yeah, up. If, you, if you haven't even played like the same five guys in your top 11 for a consecutive game, like you can't really expect. Exactly. Right. And that's the thing too, is like, I don't, it's like, we need to get that consistency for the world cup. If you're going to, and if you qualify, because that's going to matter. I mean, like, yeah, you know, and I mean, some of the other teams might not be great in terms of production, but, but they have that consistency and that communication. I mean, Costa Rica is, some changes but not like nothing big each call up and yeah. and it's the same for panama it's the same for mexico uh a little bit more flex in mexico probably but i mean if your guys like can't play together and and match up those strengths and weaknesses it, there's a problem and right yeah. i mean and this was a big opportunity for the captain america to show up and and direct exactly. this team and you know, they had some decent plays, but they also had um, a Mexican player who really frustrated him a lot. And I forget his name right now at the top of my head. But, um, you know, I it's 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 what you is what you get right now with with what you have and you rotating. I think and I think it just needs to be more and more concrete in a sense. These are you. I did see his uh, his post-match press conference where he he dropped the. <laughs> the S curse instead of saying a different word. And Gio Reyna was like trying to not to laugh, laugh on camera, which was pretty spectacular. I don't know if you guys saw that. It was, it was pretty funny. I missed that. Oh, it was good stuff. Um, well, big, humongous match tonight um, against Panama and everything else will kind of pan out from there. And we'll see. There could be a lot of movement. I mean, in theory, Mexico could jump to number one. Costa Rica could slide into second. I mean, nah, it's going to be weird gonna be weird i mean um, low-key low i want to see cabo getting beat at a world cup again but yes yes <laughs> that's low-key saying i mean um, yeah he has been beaten pretty much every single game yeah Spe- speaking of consistency take it away that was a beautiful transition i get snaps for that one go ahead yeah no, i just think it's um I mean, do you still remember like the emotion when Panama qualified at the World Cup last year on that one game where like 
they literally took off the the, the player who scored the goal literally just took off in their shirt and started running around the stadium yeah. right after the goal. I mean, I, I that this is why you love World Cup qualifying, right? Because it means so much. But I'm either or. Like I I'd love to see Calvo get get scored on and you know do the Calvo things, but I'd also like to see Panama try to try to do the impossible, right? Well, let's let's go to uh, Bridget was setting this up with that transition for the this week in racism uh, with uh, Kay from uh, from Canada, who plays at the Colorado Rapids as well. And Minnesota United legend, Johan Venegas. Uh, take it away, Bridget. Yes, there was uh, some kind of like set piece foul. Um, Venegas getting a it was a second yellow, wasn't it? Um I didn't see the whole game. I just caught some clips after this. Okay. Yeah. Case second yellow. So, yeah. Um, so K-, K is ejected. Uh, and of course, um, Canadian fans, rather than blaming, uh, you know, all of the other factors involved in a not fantastic performance, um, decided to attack K for, you know, being a black man, on the football team. Uh, so statements have been, have been released um, by the Rapids as well as Just the trash. Canada. Oh. Um, but yeah, there were quite a few, like not even there, you know, there's, there tends to be a couple when plays like that happen, um, but they were just all over him. Um, and it was, uh, it's not something that you, I know Canada has definitely had some problems, especially recently, more and more stuff has come yep. out, but, mm-hmm. but it's not something that you typically see from their national team level, right. um, at least compared to some other squads. So uh, and targeting a man that has been very vocal against uh, exactly racism yeah. and doing anti-racist action and things like yep. that as well. Yep. Adds, yep. adds fuel to the fire. Damn it. Sure. Yeah. The, I mean, that entire, that entire, national team has been kind of on, on the front foot mm-hmm. trying to fight that stuff. Right. Um, and, and to see it happen again is, you know, just ridiculous. Yeah. I just think too, is this, you know, like the, the second yellow on K was, a, was a soft yellow and it was, Oh yeah. Know, Venegas was Oscars yeah, are tonight. Bit, he, he was, yeah. he was uh-huh. going for that best, the best actor award. He's like, you know what? Happy about them. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. No country for old men, right? I mean, um, <laughs> he's the Ricardo, mm-hmm. Ricky Ricardo. Yeah, he's Ricky Ricardo. <laughs> I mean, I mean, totally. Like, in, 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 and so yes, the red car. Yeah, but that wasn't the cause that you lost. <laughs> it wasn't that. There yeah. were other things impacted, right? And I think that's one of the things that you need to stand up. If you're a fan, you, you should be able to express your opinion, but you shouldn't be able to. Hatred is not an opinion. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for that. Yeah. So let me um let me do these. You, you guys added some stuff in here with the uh, Riverhounds. Give me one second. Let me do the rest of the World Cup stuff and I'll throw it back. Um, so in the Asian Federation, uh, I didn't put the match in here. I just put the way things kind of changed. Uh, South Korea actually beat Iran, so they jumped to number one. So you've got one one South Korea with twenty three. Two, Iran with 22, and UAE still at number three with nine points. Japan also win and jump Saudi Arabia. So one Japan at 21, uh, and Saudi Arabia number two at 20, Australia at 15. So both with that, South Korea, Japan, and Iran are all through. 
Um, Saudi Arabia is still waiting, I think. And then the U UAE and Australia will go into that playoff. Um, on the African side, they're going to go through two phases here of their final, uh, where are we at? Their final 10 for five spots. So DR Congo and Morocco will each tied 1-1. Cameroon lost to Algeria, 1-0. Uh, Mali hosted Tunisia and lost 1-0 to Tunisia. Egypt hosts Senegal, 1-1-0. That was a Mo Salah, if I'm not mistaken. Bridget, pretty sure. Yes, yeah. And then Ghana and Nigeria tie nil-nil. They're going to play again on Tuesday. So we'll have those five spots for Africa locked up. And I will throw it back to you all now for – this is interesting because I have a direct line. I'll, I'll show you guys off the call, off, off recording here about my line to the uh, Pittsburgh Riverhounds. But I'm really curious what happened since I know somebody in there. So please <laughs> take it away, whoever put it in. Yeah, so Pittsburgh Riverhounds USL Championship um, traveled to Des Detroit City FC yesterday. Um, Detroit is, they had been USL2, I believe, or no, sorry, NPSL. Um, Minneapolis City actually traveled there in 2019 for the, the Midwest semifinals, lost 2-0. Uh, that was the crazy game where the Minneapolis captains brought cases of Summit beer. That's instead right. Instead of a banner to trade. Instead of a banner. And I know that that game was, it was a great experience for all involved. Um, so anyway, uh, Pittsburgh Riverhounds traveled to Detroit for a game yesterday. Um, the Steel Army, which is their supporters group, posted quite a few tweets through the day um, with like photos of, you know, the city and the stadium. And let me just pull up the, oh, they've deleted it. Huh. I have screenshots though. Hold on one moment. Boy, Bridget. <laughs> yeah, they deleted all the tweets. I was looking at them, and it was like, did think, they delete think, all of them? I think they deleted all the ones that were. Okay. Well, I have. Is on it. I screenshotted because I I use this as a you know ways not to run your Twitter account because I think, I think <laughs> the only reason I came up is because you were tweeting it about or you had mentioned it, but also yeah. like every L, um, had, had had been talking about it as well too, and I was yep. like. Well, Describe to the listeners so true, and, and me as well, because I don't know what's going on. So the so the big one that got the most attention was they posted a picture of Keyworth Stadium and the view behind the stadium. Um, this stadium is one of those old, uh, like an old park, happens to be right next to the the only remaining Le Negro Leagues ballpark, um, which you can actually see in one of these photos. So they post a picture from the supporter section showing the pitch. Um, and then they turned around and they took a picture of the view behind the stadium, which is a neighborhood, uh, just like, you know, pretty much any stadium here in Minnesota, you turn around and there's, there's a neighborhood right there. Um, this happens to be a lower income neighborhood, um, predominantly minority. Uh, and they, they claim they got, after they were ratioed on the suite, um, 203 quote tweets, 73 likes. Uh, if you go look at some of their other tweets, uh, through the day, they posted a picture of like an old abandoned building um, with the words, we have boots on the ground in Detroit. Boots on the ground obviously has some implications. Uh, oh, they posted no. a picture of the, like the board, the sideline boards. Um, so you see the board and then you see the pitch and they said cozy confines as if they're like shoved into the section. Um, of course, the picture from the supporter section of the pitch 
it's not so cozy. Like there's like 30 of them who traveled to this stadium uh, for this match. Um, they also said something about how Detroit gives the officials like an alcove as their locker room rather than public bathrooms. And they stated that the minimum standards are too low. Uh, so after getting ratioed by all of these international journalists um, and, and influencers on Twitter, their quote-unquote apology says sometimes a, f- a few pictures and saying that where the pictures were taken is just that it wasn't some great statement on class or privilege it was only showing the stadium and how the stadium is situated in the neighborhood nothing more sure so you know once again we were back to intent versus meaning right. um and and each of those tweets got quite a few comments um about okay like you didn't say this is a poor black neighborhood and we shouldn't be playing here but you did like you did imply some things whistle Um, dog exactly right wow And and then an hour ago the steel army um posted an apology i think finally in a sense like while the original spirit of the tweet wasn't intended to be disparaging recognize and wholly apologize for it coming across as such we understand that our words have an impact and that we are responsible for them no matter the original intention. Which, if it had just been one tweet... Exactly. Fine. <laughs> but your very first tweet is, we have boots on the ground in yeah, this, that's, in this dingy alley of Detroit. That's right. that's like someone coming to um, a Minnesota United game and posting a photo from the now defunct BP station two blocks away Mm -hmm. like like what what exactly is your point it's literally Uh, like all the minnesota united fans coming outside of the saint paul and saying you know it's an unsafe ride you know saint paul is scary oh yeah and and i've I've heard similar things with like minneapolis city games because it's in the riverside neighborhood at augsburg but it's like this is a college campus. You have Masonic Children's Hospital, like within view. Right. Uh, you could kick a ball at a kid's window. Um, like, but people just see, you know, a couple little parts of the neighborhood that make it to the news and, and that's their, their exactly. image. Um, the a co-owner and co-founder of Detroit um, posted a very uh, clear uh, kind of rebuttal um, stating, I, with club owners and NGS Detroit, which I believe is the ownership group, worked our asses off to get 507 regular Joes to invest 750000 to rebuild a historic WPA stadium, not only for DCFC, but so a high school that had no budget could once again have a stadium. I hand-painted the bleachers for the community and the kids. In the very picture you posted is one of the only remaining standing Negro League baseball stadiums. Pure history also being rebuilt. DCFC will eventually graduate from Keyworth, but how dare you mock the hardworking people of Hantrack. Proud to say that our home is built, not bought. Good for you. Um, it should also be pointed out that the Steel Army did not post a single tweet about the game, um, <laughs> which they tied 1-1. Uh, they were up 1-0 going into like 80-some minute and DC uh, equalized on a penalty kick. Uh, so not not one single tweet about, you know, them traveling to support just, their team. Every single thing is just a critique of the town. Uh, wow. Pittsburgh Stadium isn't that fantastic either. I mean, they, they put 
they put some money into it and it's right on the river, but it, if, if this is your idea of, you know, supporting soccer and, and taking shots at a club that this, this is Detroit's first season in, in USL championship. We should and, mention too, community owned club. Exactly. Yep. In so fact, one of the first that the uh, Aurora yeah. kind of used as a model. Yep. And, and Minneapolis city kind of modeled after them as well. Also, and, yes. Yeah. So <laughs> now I understand why it's under the TWIR. Got it. Yep. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, not intentionally, true. but uh, yeah. So that first apology was not an apology at all. Like, you know, no, it was just words, like we got words and photos don't mean anything. Yeah. That's not I, what we meant. I think there's wow. always like, you know, this intent versus effect, right? Exactly. And that's what they're always, this all comes down to is like, sure, you did not have good intent. You didn't have bad intentions, right. but the effect is what you really matters. And those effects were, you know, and, had, uh, and it is your problem that people exactly. uh, interpret it a certain way. You might say yeah. that's, you know, it's your problem if you're offended and if that's yeah. how you understand it, but that's yeah. not actually how it works. Like it, right. you said the words, you posted it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's on you. We've talked about that so many times with yep. social media. Like as soon as you put it out there, you've, you've lost control. So you, the internet. Is yeah. And why, why bother deleting it at this point? Like when you, <laughs> Yeah, like right. Hours later, after you've apologized, scrub. you know what? We're just gonna scrub, scrub, scrub. We're just gonna delete that now. Now that the whole world has seen it, <laughs> fans see of here. English fans of English clubs were actually commenting, like, "I don't know, that pitch actually looks pretty nice. Like, we we'd be happy to play there." <laughs> yeah, you ask anyone else. I mean, like, that's like you know, who does I mean, not it looks love... it looks like NSC, like not right. much different yeah. than NSC. Like, come on. I mean, I've 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 played I've played like in you know like in pitches where like you you have built in like industrial complex with like warehouse 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 and then boom, right? There's a soccer field or like yep. or like the field over by Crystal Ray, right? Over by the Greenway, yeah. right? Yeah. Those those pitches right there. It's like you drive and all of a sudden you find it there and it's there. I mean that's that makes it. You know that that adds onto the whole thing and makes it. I mean, I don't I don't see a problem they, at all. With they that. built right in that. the community. Yeah, they didn't yeah. go find some yeah. old some old site. Um, yeah, just absolutely ridiculous. And I love that response from the was it the president you said or the, or the co-owner a co-owner co-founder co-owner because yeah. it's community right right. He's he's oh, moved so on good. to he's moved on to like other things, but he's still a co-owner of the club. Good. And I mean, just based so. Basically, think about Dan Hodeman for Minneapolis yeah. City, but not. Um, yeah. Right. yeah. All right. Well, thank you, question mark, for that. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's good and to have the context. I get it now. There is some, there are a couple, uh, I saw some recaps where people are trying to push it as a rivalry now, just because so mm. many people are talking about this, no which is not how rivalries work, but right, you know, right. whatever. Um, well, speaking of a rivalry, this is the internal rivalry of, of Guayasi Sporty Clube versus Guayasi Sporty Clube. It never ends. Um, just recently, maybe a month or two ago, we were talking about the new coach, the new owner, Altuori, um, and it will surprise absolutely nobody listening, nor you two esteemed co-hosts, that both Altuori and the new coach, uh, Pivetti, are out after two months. Uh, you... <laughs> You, they made it you, a whole two months. Whole two months, <laughs> and apparently this apparently this guy, this Altuori, like he's done this before. Like he's 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 gone in as a as the technical director and 
asked for ridiculous wages and made ridiculous demands and basically just burnt clubs down. And so I think I was reading a lot of the comments, trying to get the context and, and understand a little bit better. And I think I don't like to give the, the, um, the front office too much credit of that club, but I think they saw what was happening and had a, a previous, uh, a previous story or previous situation to look back on and, and saw another club basically get burned or just like, we can't give into what this guy wants or, X is going to happen to this club. So they just cut them off. <laughs> but again, traditional two months, I believe this puts us now at, mm, man, I think we're at 11 or 12 I think it's coaches 12. In, in the span of Adrian Heath's tenure, which is yep. amazing. <laughs> I think, I think so too. Is like you ever think that they, um, that there's some money laundering going on in Goyas, that that's where they have to recycle, <laughs> recycle, recycle, technical staff and coaches every so often just so they can clean and start a new way of laundering. I mean, it's a total, it's a total new Netflix series now. With that here's here's the thing, like, in this particular case, like I can't speak for the other 11, but in this one, the FO actually gets a little bit of a, a positive view, I think, because they, they saved things from getting worse before they spiraled out of control. But also the team's doing great. The team, they won their semifinal in the uh, state tournament. So they're playing the final later this week i think it is so that's good and they're still alive in the uh copa do brazil and, and now they're actually going against like the big teams so they're, they're you know there's there's it's a short small possibility but there's still in theory a possibility that they can run with it and, and get that libertadores birth or whatever so like the team itself is doing okay so maybe it's just like you know what the defender can be the coach the goalkeeper can be the coach we don't need a coach say, i can't wait <laughs> to let him run like- yeah, like one of the veteran, veteran players would be like, "No, screw it, we don't need a coach. We'll just play." That's ourselves. right. Yeah, yeah, just keep playing, guys. Just keep just keep going. That's right. It's it's hilarious. I mean, I, I I half wanted to like throw my phone across the room, and half I just laughed. So I just I I, I stood there I stood there paralyzed because I didn't know what to do with my body. <laughs> uh, Libertadores groups, um, they're out. We don't have to talk about too much unless Rodrigo. There's anything that kind of stands out to you. They're, um, they're pretty I, I balanced, don't like, I think. I don't like Grupo H, I'll tell you that much. Ache, where are we? Flamengo, Catolica. Oh, you're supporting Cristal and Tayeris. Yeah, that's a rough that's one. That's a man. tough group. That's yep. a tough one. Neither, I mean, you look at Grupo F, Riverbreak, Colo Colo, Alianza Lima, and Fortaleza, it's tough too. I mean, they look kind of even. Fortaleza, definitely a team to watch. Like, they, yep. the way mm-hmm. they, they I, I, don't, I don't want to say sneak in because that gives the wrong impression. Like, they earned it. So, They'll be, they'll be a fun one to watch. I mean, Palmeiras has it locked in their group. I mean, they play. They do. I think the Potibo Tashira, uh, yes, maybe. Emelec has always been give and go. I like that Minnesota football show favorites always ready are back in. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Always ready. Always ready, baby. Yep, yep. So things are going to kick off in a little while there, so we'll we'll, we'll keep an eye on it, but – There'll always be a couple upsets. With we, we'll pick our uh, Cinderellas. I'm sure always ready. We'll be at the top of that list and see what happens. I mean, there. if you look who's in that group, you got Boca Juniors, Corinthians, Deportivo Cali, and always ready. I mean, like, listen, is that a death group. I don't know. What it it, it's it, it's now called the North Macedonia theory. <laughs> <laughs> if we Boca Juniors needing Boca Juniors needing needing to win to make it to the next round and playing an always yes. ready and always ready scores in extra time. That's right. 90 second. All right. Well, that's all I got, friends, unless you have anything else. 
No, it uh, takes a take us out with some really uh, uh, wonderful memories of Bigote's content in in, in Frozen Tundraland. Yeah, he loved it. Um, we we were a little bit north of uh, of Grand Marais and just lots of really nice outdoors, lake view, um, lots and lots of different climate <laughs> over <laughs> the span of five days. We had we had sleet, we had blizzard, we had. Uh, the gale force winds and we had a beautiful day on on i think it was wednesday no thursday rather it was like 45 degrees and yeah. gorgeous so um bigotes was all over the place he, he loved running around the, the the property the place where we were at and then running around the lake running around town in grand marais and uh of course you saw the photos with uh, we've mentioned earlier when he was <laughs> trying to battle the wind <laughs> it was just amazing did, did bigotes have to battle any birds of prey uh we had to keep our eye on a couple yes um we had a lot of wildlife where we, were. we saw lots and lots of deer i lost track there were wolf prints so we had to be careful oh, there yeah. as well <laughs> um we saw wolf prints on a bunch of our hikes as well um but yeah the, the the hawks we saw uh i think i've seen the most golden eagles i've ever seen yeah in this picture and so we we're a little concerned with the golden eagles as well <laughs> But no, it was it was awesome. It was really fun for, for the family and and the the puppy. If you got this puppy, it was right. And then you time. and then you texted me saying that you lost power. So what did you do with the heat? We were okay. It, it was that was the that was yeah two days ago Friday. That that was those winds. We just they were so strong, man. Oh man, yeah. House, no, I was at work on Friday and like literally like you've been on the U of M campus. It's like a gust of wind everywhere. You yeah. walk into, I literally had to walk at a 45 degree angle to make sure that. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that now, like, I don't know, a hundred feet from the lake. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we were getting, we were feeling all that. And I, I think a couple of power lines probably went down. We had some trees go down not too far from us, actually right around us. Um, and so we were, we were out for about an hour, maybe an hour and a half. And then it, it came back and went out and came back and went out like two or three times, but it was fine. So I think we, we every other time, every other time that I've gone up there, I think we've had that problem. A really? Had some use power. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. We we had the so I mean it, it was it was a really nice place. So we like heated floors and really, uh, they had a pellet stove and when you crank that thing nice. up, like oh yeah, it, I got a fix. It, it increases everything like four or five degrees. So even though we yeah. lost heat, we were already like. 70 something we were fine for an hour and a half two hours whatever it was Good. it was entertaining i mean like like bridget said it's like you go up there and it's it's beautiful but it's also just like x factor you're like you're inviting yeah, you nature gotta, to just you do gotta what you be want. ready for you gotta be ready for anything i yes like five or six years ago i went camping up there in june because we thought that you know it's quieter then it was like before school let out for the summer and mm -hmm. uh weather is typically more stable but like overnight it would be pouring rain and sleet and we'd be under like reflective blankets trying to stay warm and then you go into town and you're like dripping with sweat because it's 85 in the sun and yep. and then the fog bank comes in and you get snow and it's just it's it's insane that all the time familiar. but yep. yeah yep. it makes it fun the the entry was was a little rough because we went from rain here to sleet around Duluth and then just like straight <laughs> blizzard by the time we got to the place oh, and Lord. learned very quickly the 
the uh, front wheel drive uh, limitations of the Prius because <laughs> we had a couple steep hills and uh, there was some pushing and some dumping of uh, bags <laughs> oh, and, wow. and, okay. and coolers. <laughs> we yeah, made it, but it drive, took a few, baby. Took a few attempts. Drive. <laughs> I, think, I think that's why Toyota moved on to the, uh, they don't make the, the, uh, the Prius V anymore, but we have, they, they switched it to the, um, rav4 which is an all-wheel drive oh so yeah yeah no that's the upgrade. i think i think the when i discovered all-wheel drive was when i discovered i was like holy cow what have we been doing this whole time without <laughs> exactly. i mean we never really need it like 98 percent of the time we're good but this okay. was one of the two percent <laughs> well i mean like i i remember like a couple of winters ago we were just getting so much snow and everyone getting stuck and i still had mm -hmm. my front wheel drive little car and i still have a hatchback and this winter that was that was not fun and i'm like yeah Man, that's not fun. So we didn't feel too bad though, because we talked to like we went into town and we actually talked to a bunch of the locals. Like everybody was complaining about, oh yeah, we got stuck and da da da. We just we just bunkered in for two days, and I was like, oh okay, so it's not just us. <laughs> or if you're Ben Jimmick, oh yeah, um, you know you're stuck in your own parking spot and you can't get out. So yeah, yeah. and then Paul, you get two so. cars stuck, and then right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. You get stuck. The other guy gets stuck. Yeah, the uh, at least as much the, the plow guy was even really impressed. He's like, "You guys made it in that thing." <laughs> and like, "Yeah, we did." So we got respect from the local. <laughs> you just put, you know, just do the rocky thing and just put uh, uh, chains on your tires next time. Mm. Yeah, awesome. I mean, there's there's a reason that all those locals drive Subarus and Jeeps. <laughs> that's that's exactly it. You got it. All right. Well, there you go. There's your there's your uh, northern vacation wrap up. Uh, thanks for listening, and thank you, Rodrigo and Bridget. Uh, you can get to the Patreon, patreoncom show if you want to support the program. And we'll do it again next week. We'll we'll have some clarity, a little clarity on. We'll have all the clarity on Colmebo, I suppose, and we'll be no, we will yeah. have it for for Concacaf too. So, whew. yeah, sure, be good to go. Yeah. Hang, hang on to your bums, I suppose. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you then, Atesha. All right. All right. Bye.